Oh, Iron Eagle is just the best. We got a new show, by the way. This Saturday afternoon, catch the debut of The Better Angle, 4 to 7 Eastern. Kate Constable, Cameron Smith, they're going to take you behind the numbers and cover stories that shape the odds. Get in the action. They're going to guide you through the fast-paced world of live betting. We kind of know a little bit about some live betting on the show here. We kind of do that every single night. So now you get it on the weekend because there's a lot going on, especially with the NBA playoffs, baseball. You got hockey going on. You can watch them on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql. They're also on YouTube. Anywhere, of course, you go with the Odyssey app. Sean Levine in tonight. Nick Ashley with you. Bet MGM tonight. That was a gutty play. Gutting it out, Quentin Grimes, last night. is. This has been an insanely ugly yet in just unbelievable watch for a series between the Knicks and Heat. Now, it's the closest thing we've had watching these two teams play to the Knicks and Heat of the 90s. The pace is slow. Uh, nobody's scoring a lot. But, Sean, here's the big thing. The Heat shot 30% from three in that game. And we know they weren't a good three-point shooting team heading into the playoffs. They weren't. A, they could not score at all, especially down the stretch of the regular season. Then they turned into the Golden State Warriors. If that magic is gone, and you don't have Butler going out and get you over 20, and you're not hitting three-point shots, they may actually be in trouble. And this is a team that I said has looked the most consistent in the East since the playoffs started. But Miami's 5-22 and 22 now in the postseason when nobody scores 20 for them. And that's what happened last night. And that's why the Knicks won. This Knicks team is kind of giving off the uh, the Grandma Ma vibes back in the day against Alonzo Mourning. Yes. Like, oh, we need is Jeff Van Gundy. He wasn't, to, oh, well, yeah. he was he was he, LG, Larry Johnson wasn't Grandma Ma with the Knicks though because his back made him really really slow. So you got to remember it was just it was those threes where he barely jumped off the ground and then he did the L like this. So hey, it was like down. old. He would be old Grandma Ma at that point. <laughs> But it's crazy that we were able to find a Quentin Grimes highlight because that dude had eight points yesterday. The same game where Jalen Brunson had 38, 9, and 7. I mean, he is such a big difference maker. He has turned into not just a good, but a great offensive player. And I was just checking out the odds, actually, during that commercial break. Like, you know, would it be worth spranking a couple of bucks on the New York Knickerbockers to win the championship? Look, if they win their next couple of games, then all of a sudden... They're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I know you're smiling, getting excited. Okay, what's that number at? 60 to 1. I'm not, I'm not so if you like a bait. long shot. I'm not taking the bait. If you, if you li- <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I know. If you like a long shot, your Knicks is still the long shot to win it all at 60 to 1, and then everybody else is 16 to 1 or better. The Heat, 16 to 1. The Phoenix Suns, 12 to 1. Golden State, interesting. That, that must have been a tough number to put up, right, Nick? Like, Golden State's odds yeah. not just to win – Tonight, either the next game or the series, but to win the championship right now, Bet MGM has their odds at eight to one. Lakers and Boston both at four to one. Philly plus three twenty. And your new favorites to win the NBA championship, according to Bet MGM, the Denver Nuggets at plus two eighty. They are now the fifth different team on Bet MGM during this playoffs to be the favorite to win the NBA Finals. So. That's how much it shifted around. It was the Lakers at one point. It was the Suns at one point. It was Boston at one point. But as of right now, the favorite to win the championship, the Denver Nuggets. These NBA playoffs have been the best example of what have you done for me lately, right? One minute we're talking about the Warriors. Oh, they're going to stomp the Lakers. Lakers come out. We're like, wait a second. And all of a sudden, Warriors are down 3-1. Oh, a lot of people think they're cooked. Then they win one game. People are talking about them going back to the finals now, just like that. Heat, before last game, right? I told you, I bet them to win the East. A little sprinkle on it. Why not? They've looked really good. They still can. But at the same time, we watch them shoot 30% from three. Nobody scored 20 points, and you're like, oh, 
wait a second, maybe this is the Heat team reverting back, right? Cinderella is turning into a pumpkin now because if Jimmy Butler doesn't score 20 for you, you really don't have anybody else that you can trust consistently offensively to go out there and get you buckets. So they need him to get back to 56 points, probably not going to score that much, but they need him to go out there and play like Michael Jordan the way he has so far in these playoffs. They need playoff Jimmy. I know he's not 100%, but like nobody is at this point in the playoffs. So Miami's a five and a half point favorite. That total is 208 and a half too. Now, these totals have been so low, but they've been setting them just right. I mean, they've really, I lost by the hook the other night. I took the under and they went over by the damn hook and it was the worst. It was the worst, but that's really what this is going to come down to. It's two teams that are not good. Like, the Knicks average 116 points a game during the regular season, but still a slower pace. The Heat, I mean, it was pathetic. But the Knicks are the only team in the playoffs, pretty sure that's averaging less than 100 points in the playoffs. So you're, it's really whoever goes out there and looks just average offensively, that may make the difference if the Knicks are going to come out and come back and win this series or if Miami's going to close things out, whether it's either tomorrow night or it's Game 7. How are you feeling about it? Because you're like a real Knicks fan. I've got a pretty strong opinion on the yeah. first. Like from a real Knicks fan, how are you feeling about this? So what you got to understand about me is that I'm very jaded with all of my teams. Uh, I got to go and cover two parades when I was covering D.C. sports, and it was fantastic. I love my Nats, love my Caps, got to watch the D.C. sports curse end. But I'm so used to in my life being a Commanders fan, and the only reason like the Wizards are my are my side piece team and the Knicks are my favorite my actual team I grew up being a fan of is because, like, that was actually my team before I moved to the D.C. area. Nobody cares about that. doesn't matter. So the Wizards are, like, the one D.C. team that's, like, not my first team. The Knicks have always been my first love was the NBA. It was basketball, and it was the Knicks. I lived in New Jersey at the time, and nobody was going to be a Nets fan then, so you're going to be a Knicks fan. But I've seen them become really the second most dysfunctional franchise behind the Redskins football team commanders in the last two decades. So I just assume... Everything's going to go wrong. At some point, it looks nice, right? You're playing Jenga. You're sitting there going, oh, man, this is working. Like, we're going to beat this thing. I've beaten Jenga once in my life, by the way. Literally no more moves. It's unbelievable. It's the greatest accomplishment ever, and it happened in a public place. It was a, uh, a brewery, and everybody saw it, and it's amazing. There is proof. Anyway, nobody cares. Uh, but you're sitting there playing, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this is working. We got this. And then I just expect one, one wrong move. Pull a block out. It's a little too tight. Everything comes tumbling down. That's just what I expect from the Knicks. I'm happy they're in the second round, but I'm going to give myself a cautious optimism. They've got the potential to still win this series. We just saw what happened last night, but I'm not going to get myself so worked up and so excited that I'm sitting here taking the Knicks plus five and a half next game and betting them to win the series right now at plus 350. I'm staying away from all that, but I also don't like betting on my teams very much because of that. I got just so worn out from all of the letdowns that I just expect eventually something to go wrong. If something can go wrong, something will go wrong with my team, Sean. Well, I think, Nick, that begs the question then, how do you how do you beat Jenga? You can beat Jenga? There's an end to the game? Literally, I swear I am not lying to you when you have no more moves. Like, you can, there are no more moves that you can make. Like to, wow, I had no. I don't idea. remember how it looked. I I think I have a picture of it. Some it was years ago though. It, it, it no, I believe you. I promise you. I've never. If I need, I will. I will. I, I will call my friend and I will tell him, "Hey, you need to vouch for me, vouch for me on this. You can beat Jenga. It's possible." If he could text me off air, I would appreciate that. Like I've never finished a game will, of Jenga. I've never I'll finished a game of. I've never finished a game of Jenga. I never finished a game of Monopoly, and I've never finished a game of Mousetrap, the greatest board game ever. Mousetrap. But it's not about what about Operation? 
little Operation, some Candyland in there too while you're at it? Love Operation, love Candyland, love Sorry, um, love just like, Sorry. I don't know if we'd call God, Connect Four necessarily a board game, but yeah, man, you put it in front of me, I'll play it. <laughs> it's always better when there's a couple of beers involved. It's like beer pong, right? You're always better. Got a couple little uh, yeah, shoots and ladders. Yeah, Scott, shoots and ladders. There's a there's another one for you. Yes, it, it is game. possible. But yeah, I'm not. I I look at this. Look I, again. I, I don't want to give out anything for this or tell people where I'm leaning because my emotions are too tied into this. <laughs> this is. I think maybe at this point with the total being so low, you maybe go over two oh eight and a half. I mean, I took the first half total, took the under one. I think it was one oh six and a half. And that hit. So maybe it's one of those things where it's a real grinded out game in the first half and you're seeing teams before they get worn down as the game goes on and maybe take another under, depending on what that is. I don't have that in front of me right now. Scott, if you could find maybe the first half total in that for uh, Nick's Heat. But it's that that's maybe the direction that you go. But I'm, I'm starting to see a trend for the Heat going in a different direction where if it's not Jimmy Butler and they're not hitting threes, they're, they're a much more beatable team. Because the Knicks do have more offensive weapons than the Miami Heat do. I mean, Julius Randle, again, came under by the hook. Thank God, under 24 and a half, and he had 24. But you saw, right, on the show last ding. night, he was one for seven to start the game. And then, ding, ding, I got it by the hook. So the hook was nice to me last night. But this, if it comes down to both teams at their offensive peak, the Knicks do have more weapons, more guys that can go out there and get you buckets than the Heat do. Well, kind of like the third greatest board game of all time. I got to say, sorry. That's third grade. Sorry. It ain't happening. It's not happening, man. It's, I don't think first half the total by the look what it first took. Half total, oh, first half total, 106.5. Thanks, Scott. Minus 110 both ways. 106.5. I think I would maybe lean the under there. Remember, last night's game with like, what, a minute and change left was a three point game. So basically, it was coming down to the very end. Ultimately, the Knicks ended up pulling away, winning the game 103, yep. but the game was very close. And it took a performance from Jalen Brunson that. I don't know if he's got another one of these. He might have a 25-pointer. He might have a 35-pointer. That guy had 38-8-9 last night. R.J. Barrett, I can damn near guarantee you, doesn't have another 26-point performance where he knocks down his shots and doesn't shoot you out of a game. And then, yeah, Julius Randle well, well, give, went under. Hey, hey, well, just, give R.J. Barrett some credit here. After the first couple games against Cleveland, he shot the ball pretty well. Oh, you're going to – okay, but if there's anybody left in the playoffs that you're going to put your actual hard-earned money on – I'm staying the hell away from R.J. Barrett. That guy has been way well, too in inconsistent. To, compared to who? Anybody. You know, to anybody. If I'm, I, if I'm playing player props, I am not touching R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's been more consistent than James Harden. I'm not touching him either. I mean, he screwed me. Harden's, oh, yeah, I would never. Yeah, yeah, well, I ain't touching him either. Eight shot attempts. No, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a facilitator now. That's what he is. Just a facilitator. No, R.J. Barrett, I mean, yeah, last night he played great. He was 8 of 17. That's not a great, but he, look, still 26 points. If you go back and look at the way he shot, I mean, he's going well over 50% consistently. I mean, that was the knock on him the first couple of games. You know what? Just out of spite, I might take the over on whatever it is for him. I'm not even going to look at him. I, I hope just, you look, lose. He shot. 47% fix. Okay, 31% in game three. 47, 50, 53, 50, 67. I mean, give, give the man some credit, all right? Give the man some credit.